I like one of those things, and the other thing I don't mind so much. You know, like yeah, you're a big Paul McCartney fan, right? A hundred percent. Jets. <laughs> yeah. Band on the run. Band with some guns or something like that. I think that's how the song goes. Okay. Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> I've never heard that one. You've never heard Band on the Run? No, I haven't. Uh, I'm not a big follower of McCartney. I don't know. I, mean, I, I guess I, I'm a bit of a rube in that regard. But... Uh, Whatever. I, I enjoy his Beatle work. But it's... Have you heard of them? Uh, yeah, maybe I've heard of the Beatles. <laughs> Pop Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip-hop. From the roots, Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want, it don't get no liver. Ain't no doubt we gotcha. This is Pop Saga, let's go. Oh yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga. Hey everyone, Editor John here. Uh, we wanted to put a warning in front of the episode, given the light of the horrific events in Uvalde, Texas. Just recently also Buffalo, Orange County. Literally too many places to name. Um, there is talk of firearms, given the nature of the movie. Um, and we just wanted to make sure that was known, that we will be discussing it beforehand. So... Um, if you are in a place where you don't want to hear about that, you know, now you kind of know what's going on within the episode. Um, needless to say, uh, we support sensible gun laws and anything that would prevent events like this from happening. It seems as a people, we've been getting more and more used to this situation, and this is something never to get used to. No one should ever have to. Um, know what this pain is. Um, the only thing I can say to this is make them pay. Vote them away. If you want change, vote them away. Hey everyone, welcome to Pop Saga. This week we will be packing the DeLorean with the best time traveling snacks and heading back to 1990 to watch Predator 2. That's right, going back in time to watch a movie. Not to fix anything. Why would we do that when we have the sequel to the hit Predator movie to talk about? It stars Danny Glover, Gary Busey, and the late Bill Paxson in this dystopian? Los Angeles, where the Predator is vacationing in the concrete jungle. Will the re Predator be able to make his resi at Musso and Frank's, or will the 405 defeat him? I'm John Keyes, a reluctant CIA operative who is supposed to be Dutch from the first movie, uh, $250,000 later, you got Gary Busey for it. I am joined by Forrest DeScorpio, crazed leader of the Beverly Hill Scorpions, a high-fashion gang at bargain basement prices. As Kill <laughs> King Willie once said, you can't see the eyes of a demon unless you're on Sepulveda Boulevard. <laughs> wow, so many L.A. jokes. 
well, you know, I had to, you know. It's like the most popular movie about Los Angeles, I'm sure, is Predator <laughs> 2. So. Yeah, that's everyone's thinking about the quintessential L.A. movie. It's Predator 2. I mean, it's what I do when I think about it. Every time I go there, it's like, oh, I hope the Predator doesn't show up. <laughs> I'm strangely packing a lot of guns for some reason. Well, I mean, the reason is that uh, L.A. is a war zone. Yeah, I mean, when you got fucking Morton Downey Jr. walking around, it is a war zone. Yep. <laughs> I forgot about that guy until we watched this movie. Really? <laughs> yeah, like, I must have, that's a part of, like, the growing up in the 80s that I just pushed out of my brain was him. <laughs> but the minute I saw him, I was like, Morton Downey Jr., like the the other Downey Jr., not related, I think. <laughs> Might as well not be. I mean, there's a point where both of their careers kind of felt like they almost intersect. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, certainly, yeah. Uh, Morton Downey Jr. in this movie has a lot of uh, young Johnny Depp, or sorry, Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the the news of the day is getting to me, but uh, had very big Rob, young Robert Downey Jr. energy at one point in this movie, which is to say, they both seemed like they were on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tony Pope, though, I mean, he really is one of the uh, the great things about this movie. You know what is a, a weird thing about this movie is Kent McCord as Captain Pilgrim. He's yeah. such a... Where the hell did this guy come from? What are you talking about? Just him as an actor? Yeah, it's like, I feel like I've seen him in a lot of stuff, but I can't remember him in anything. Uh, did you ever watch... Um, He was in one of the airplanes... I think he was in the sequel to Airplane. Do you remember him from that? Uh, <laughs> Airplane 2? No. I remember most from that is, uh, is uh, William Shatner's character. Uh, okay. <laughs> hmm. Well, uh, hmm. I don't remember uh, what else he was in. Uh, it looks like uh, the 1980, uh, or Galactica 1980, the weird follow-up. Oh, well, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Just just don't talk about that. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> was he in the original one, too? No, Ooh, I... doesn't look like it. No, no. I mean, it, you know, like, Galactica 1980 is just something we don't say out loud. It's, uh, just it's like, like Galactica, we gotta save some money. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Galactica, why did we bother... Uh, yeah, oh, I think he, that's it. He was in uh, what looks like uh, maybe five episodes of uh, Sequest 2032. All right, now we're talking about it. Yeah, there's as Commander Scott Keller. Hello. Oh, that's a name. That's a name right there. That is a name. I like that. I like Ooh, that. Oh, and name. he was uh, in Farscape. All as right, now we're Jack just... Crichton. In ten episodes, okay. I anyway, watched Farscape. Seems... Huh? No, I never watched Farscape. I, I watched, unfortunately, yeah, I, I watched the other Farscape-like show, Andromeda, 
And uh oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little different these days, huh? I mean shit, there's like a whole there's a whole fucking the action pack or whatever side of TV that I can't remember anymore for sure. <laughs> yeah. Poor Eolus, you know? He I gets, mean that you get splash damage. That dude, you know, he went to the set every day greasing up his chest, getting ready to do whatever they needed and then done dirty that way. Yeah. Yeah, oh well. At least Zena's still cool. Yep, exactly. You know, I I have always preferred Zena as a show. Yeah, I mean me too. Like I liked the I like the original uh, Hercules Legendary Journeys uh, when it had like the original Zeus. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? It was like. Yeah, I thought because it was like the Zeus that hung around during like the the movies they made before it even went to a show, right? Right. Yeah. Holy shit. They got got dollar store Zeus (laughs) later. And I was like, ugh. I'm out. I I's got to go. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out of this. I can't watch the show no more. I, I gotta. Oh, but what's this? She throws a ring around, huh? She well, was, she was on Hercules first. Oh, I. Like, and you're like, whoa, wait a minute. And then she's got her own show. It's a spinoff. It's like the uh, the appeal of Marvel movies, the interconnectedness all over again. You're right. I never thought about Hercules, the legend continues, and Xena, warrior princesses being like the prototype for how I want most of my MCU content to be done these days. <laughs> just give, give me the spinoffs. Yeah, just don't even start with the movies. Avengers, forget them. Give me all the things that come from the Avengers. I want the Squirrel Girls. Uh, I want the Hawkeyes. Uh... Well, just give me one of them, and you probably can figure out which Hawkeye I want. And then, uh, <laughs> you'll get it. You'll get it. And, you know, I'll take an Ant-Man, but don't give me the, the original Ant-Man because, you know, he was trouble, too. Uh, give me the, the, the criminal Ant-Man. Yeah, that's it. I want all of them. <laughs> Still true. Yeah. Still true. Still mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, man. Okay, so... The, the man who played Eolus is named Michael Hurst, and okay. uh, he's had a kind of an interesting career after uh, Heracles. Looks like Ed- he mostly stayed in like New Zealand, where that I'm sure he was. That's where he's from. He has okay. credits in this show called Muga uh, Adventures of Vupa the Goulash, where he played Mugabe. I don't know anything about this, but uh, it sounds very wacky. Oh, yes, indeed. Looks like it does have puppets going on or or some. uh, No, actually, it looks like horrifying CG monstrosities. Okay. Uh, Very cool. This must be a. This must be a New Zealand thing, right? I'm hoping so. Uh... (laughs) Lord, I hope so. Well, he's he was he he had a, a role in that one. Uh. That's fun. And uh, he was uh, in the TV. You might remember the TV show Spartacus. That was a TV yeah, show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was on one episode of that as okay. Roman Messenger, uncredited. Oh. <laughs> that sucks. That's, uh, 
Wow. Anyway, he's been he's been working solid ever since, though. Uh, okay, and, and well, th- good for him. Yeah, he's th- he's most recently credited 2022 in a looks like a drama action drama thriller called Northspur, where he played someone simply named Green. So that's fun. Yeah, at least about it, it, but at least it's a color. Um, your favorite color. So That's he true. might be your favorite character. Maybe. Um, I don't know. I don't know anything about this. I'm always wary of like a, a movie with that I've never heard of before, you know? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt the same thing about Reservoir Dogs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I've never heard of this. And then they're named after colors. I don't know if I can get down with it. Mm, but it's still pretty good. Yeah, it's still pretty good, though. It's okay. It's all right. I mean, yeah. you. I don't know. I yeah. mean, I do know. It's pretty good. Yeah, but all right. Well, good for Eolus. Uh, and um, I guess I, I don't know anything about the guy. I don't want to endorse him necessarily, but. Uh, okay. Uh, tentative good for Eolus. Yeah. <laughs> but we have right to retract it at any. <laughs> Unless time. there's something we don't know. Yeah, uh, like we find out like Mr. Magoo or whatever that show he's in is, <laughs> you know, like has questionable content. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to be responsible for that. Yeah, that's, then that's Neolis cool, is canceled. Yeah. It looks like the, the, uh, that was a thing out of New Zealand as well. So maybe he's just, you know, rocking it on the local New Zealand entertainment scene, which is rad. Well, yeah, I'm I'll, for it. Uh, you know, assuming everything's cool, uh, all the best to you, uh, buddy. I, I loved you and your little daggers, even though every episode you're just like, oh, come on, just well, bring Hercules back. Yeah, or like you get knocked out, or you're, you know, you're captured, or your chest isn't as greasy as it should be, you know, all the things. Then they bring in Hercules, unfortunately, and that was the rest of the episode. But, um... Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic. To Eolus. To Eolus. Oh, shit. Okay, good thing I didn't spit all over this microphone. Almost uh, happened. Almost happened. Oh, he, you know, just to correct myself from before, he's not from uh, New Zealand. He's from England, so there you go. Learn something oh. new every day, but... Uh, they say on his, like, he is an actor and director known for Hercules, this one other movie, and then Spartacus. He, surely they're not, he must have directed Spartacus. Surely they're not saying that he is known for the uncredited role of Roman Messenger. <laughs> I know, I, I have to check. Oh, no, he's he's actually a very prolific director. Good for him. Okay, there you go. That's what we're talking about. That's he, what we're talking about. He directed a couple episodes of Ash vs. the Evil Dead. And, oh. uh, yeah, he directed seven episodes of Spartacus. So there you go. That's what, okay. okay. It wasn't just I thought, I thought from someone who wrote his IMDb page was like secretly roasting him. I was about to uh, take them to task. but uh, Well, I was worried when you were like uncredited. And I was like, oh, like, come on, man. <laughs> this dude was Eolus. Yeah, and that, now now it kind of makes more sense. That makes okay. way more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm not that 
Okay. All right. Um, I'll still attach the asterisks because we don't know about a lot of it, but you know, good for him. Get a, yeah. get a going, Eolas. Yeah. You'll get your I don't, horse. I will never remember the actor's name, but, um, Michael Hurst, Michael Hurst. Eolas it is. There we go. Eolas it is. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, yeah, cool. I'm glad that we went down this, uh, Eolas shaped rabbit hole. Uh, me too. On our, to be on our way to uh, to to talk about Predator Two. Yep, that's how we normally do it. I we guess it to... kind of started with talking about one of the actors from from Predator uh, uh, from Predator Two. Though it's kind of come full circle, has it not? Yeah, I mean we were playing like you know six degrees of Predator Two. Yeah, <laughs> and we got there through Kent McCord. <laughs> right, who... Exactly. Who got us to uh, Farscape, and then got right. me remembering the other Farscape, the awesome pack. Okay, yes. And then we got me remembering Andromeda, and then the Zorbo effect took over, and then you know, <laughs> just gotta be careful. <laughs> then we that. went down that eola-shaped rabbit hole. Yeah, I'm sure maybe we get there better through most of uh, Kent McCord's. Uh, uh, filmography, but uh, I'm not going to do that work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a smart, smart move. Why waste your time? <laughs> exactly. I'm just like this. I mean, you know, unless, hold on. Okay, let's check. <laughs> oh, Hello. shit. You didn't name the best show fucking Kent McCord was in. I don't know. We weren't really talking about what the show's Kent McCord was in, were we? Well, you mentioned he was in Sequest, and he was in Galactica. Yeah, that's but true. But the, great, the greatest show with other questionable leading men. Renegade. Oh, okay. You remember Renegade. that? You remember that? Of course. Lorenzo Lamas vehicle. Mm-hmm. Literally, it was a motorcycle. <laughs> he would run yeah. with just a vest on. Sometimes he'd wear a shirt. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> if, you're lucky, if you're lucky. How does that fucking show get 110 episodes? But, <laughs> but we will get one season of Mantis. Exactly. Or 10 episodes of Galactica 1980. Uh, well, come on. That one. I feel like we're all on the same page with that one. Yeah, we are. I'm just trying. <laughs> I'm just trying to stretch it. <laughs> All right. Brilliant. Should, so should we do six degrees from Predator Two? Yeah, I think that'll be a new game we'll play. Okay. Uh, cool. I'm gonna take. We'll try to remember it. Well, anytime we go on a tangent, if we can relate it back to Predator Two, um, I'll play this. Wow! Now everyone's looking forward to it. Right. But, uh, you know, I got to work out some rules and it'll take a minute. And I don't think people want to hear me going like, mm -hmm. I think, you all know right. what? I think that may have been like challenging in the past. But I think these days with all like the crossover between TV stars and movie stars, I think that might be a little bit easier. I think you I think there's some decent connections here. Certainly having Bill Paxton and Predator 2 is going to get you a lot of co connections. I yeah, mean, oh, Danny I mean, Glover, Gary uh, Busey, of even, course, Gary Ro Busey, Robert Davi, 
yeah, of course he was like in everything in the eighties. Yeah, like if you needed some dude to play uh, a hard ass, uh, either criminal or hard ass person of the law, you went to Robert Davy. You're like, all right, you're either gonna try to steal fortune from some kids who are just trying to save their town, or you're gonna try to blow up Nakatomi Tower or yeah. some shit like that. <laughs> you're <laughs> gonna be one of the the asshole FBI agent. Agreed. Yeah, <laughs> I was in high school, asshole. Now we're talking about Die Hard. Yeah. And it's, and it's uh, almost like you think we're talking about these other things because we don't want to talk about Predator 2, which I actually don't think is the case. Not at all. Predator yeah. 2 is great. I don't want to get... I mean, I don't, if, I don't know if anyone is waiting to the end to find out that I think Predator 2 is cool. If you were, sorry, but it's awesome. So I'm not going to... I can't... Uh, I can't uh, hold it in. I've, it, I've got to say it. Would you say arguably the best sequel to the Predator series? To me, I'm going to go a step further, and I'm going to say to me it is the only other Predator movie so far that's in canon. Oh, so you don't, you, so for you, you don't count, uh, hold on, let me make sure I get it correct. The Predator, Predators, any of the Alien V Predators. No, those are all like... Uh, what if tales as far as I'm concerned. All right, I'm with you on this head cannon. Yep. <laughs> this is, yeah. uh, you know, this movie does so much for the wor- of the world building for Predator. It's insane. The, the amount of little, like just little scenes of world building they have in this is so good. Uh, like very few sequels expand and uh like while expand the lore while reinforcing the existing lore and and just making like the possibilities for new predator movies endless which is so maddening why no one has been able to like do it i i don't get why they just can't kind of follow this formula a a, a little bit closer why everything gets into even more of a like fantastical level or just remake, you know, like, I mean, predators was just a remake of the first predator movie and it wasn't very good. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it took place on a different planet, but it was just a bunch of badasses, sort of, Uh, you know, like on a a jungle-ish planet, with you know Adrian Brody playing the role of Dutch, yeah, and then the Predators attack, and then the Predator Predators attack, <laughs> and then the Predator dogs show up, and you just yep. like, oh. uh, that movie was bad. Yeah, it's not very good. And then the Predator, you know, you think that would have been like a recipe for like you got Shane Black, the dude who wrote the first Predator, and starred in. Then start in it, you got him doing it, and you're like, oh, man, he could, I think he could make a pretty good Predator movie. And, and I thought, wrong. Uh, wrong. <laughs> nope. No, I mean, I, there was there are parts of that movie that I like, uh, but the, the, the 
lion's share of it, I think, are are very bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know, he's, he, yeah. I yeah, mean, it's like I, you can you let's. Do you put aside the fact that they treat like they go they use that harmful trope of uh, having the autistic kid have a superpower? He can he can uh, translate and uh, predator language. Like that is uh, uh, already you're like oh <laughs> like when I saw that part I'm like oh no this movie is going off the rails. Because, like, there's some, I forget what the character's name is, but that guy who's, like, constantly chewing bubblegum and has, like, he's the government guy who has the, uh, uh, like, he's adapted the Predator technology for him to use. He's got a shoulder cannon. That guy, that character was good. Oh, that was, uh, Sterling K. Brown? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he's the one who's just showing up and, like, yeah, okay, here we are, and you just, like, that's cool for a minute. I mean, dude, the, the the predators or the predator, god damn, fucking just didn't want to give me like a three or four on the end of that. Anyway, I mean, it has a pretty star-studded cast. I mean, you even got Jake Busey playing keys. Yep. Exactly. You know, you have all like the all the the hallmarks of a pretty decent predator movie and then it it oh it seems like all the predator movies are now like there are two types of predators right like there's alpha the classic predator. predator and then there's like not your grandpa's predator yeah this is like this is your this is your grandpa's predator on ghb or something like that like <laughs> right why is that the, there's no creativity to it it's just like this predator is two times as tall and guess what He's yoked as fuck. What you gonna do now, old predator? Your big claw sneakers look pretty dumb now, don't they? Yeah, compared to this guy, look at this specimen. He can't even walk through a door. He just kicks shit through. <laughs> yeah, but it seems like that they fall into that trope versus like the real nice switch up with Predator 2. Instead of, you know, taking us back to the jungle or, you know, a forest or some shit. They took us to the proverbial concrete jungle. And it, you know, it's such a delight. I love how at the start of this movie, they are they're hitting you with the, oh, but is it in the jungle? <laughs> like, like you've never seen a trailer for the movie before. They're just like, oh, oh but look, it's trees. It's a helicopter shot of trees. And it's we're going to put some drum music in there to really, it's, oh, it, we're back in the jungle. And it's like, ah, just kidding. Fooled you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, I remember um, I saw Predator 2 in theaters. And really? we Yeah, we saw it at the, my brother took me, we saw it at the Coronet, which was like the theater to go to, uh, to watch anything, really. Like, because the, the front row had like 12 additional rows of seats and like of worth of space in front of it from the screen. So even sitting in the front row wasn't bad in this theater at all. It was just fine. Um, I remember we were running late, though, so we missed all the uh, the trailers. And we came in right as it was doing that pan over shot. And I was like, I don't remember, I don't remember the commercial showing it be in the... It'd be in the jungle, and then I was like, "Oh, there's a city! You fooled me! You fooled me! You fooled me good! Oh, you so fooled you me actually, 
<laughs> it actually got you, is what you're saying. I was 10. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't like you. I was 10 years old. I went, after the movie, I went and bought a Predator 2 poster, which was just a picture of the Predator and all his new weapons. That's pretty, how, that sounds rad as hell. It, it, like, now, I still wish I had it. Seriously? Back then, yeah, like, it, it's kind of sad. Because it was like, you know, it's my always my favorite part is like just seeing it. Like, the new implements a Predator has. And to me, this Predator still is the ultimate Predator in terms of probably <laughs> being like a real rich Predator. He's got a lot of kit. But, I mean, we'll get there eventually, but he's uh, he's there with friends. Well, I mean, not even, fuck the friends. I'm just saying, like, in terms, like, he went to Big Five and said, just give me all the top, whatever the Predator Big Five is anyway, just give me all the top shit. I, I don't, I've heard about this Earth, and I want to be prepared for anything. What do you got? And they were just like, oh, he got you covered, kid. All I'm saying yeah. is the first Predator was, like, he, he that was the... They went down there and they were like, ah, right. We're roughing it in the jungle. It's just me yep. and nature. And this predator was like, had, you know, five of his friends and their rich dad. And they mm -hmm. took the Winnebago mm -hmm. out glamping. Exactly. <laughs> this is got, the glamping predator. Yep. Yes. And yes. he's got like the highest tech everything. Cause it's just like all, oh, my friend's dad has all the, he's got the, he's got the death frisbee and he's mm -hmm. got the telescoping spear and he's got oh. the gun. That shoots a little, little bident. Is that what you call that? It's like a trident, but it only has a two. Are those called bidents? Mm, yeah, I guess. I mean, I get maybe you're right. I could look it up, but I'm not going to. Let's just say I came across it at work. Wink, wink. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> wink. <laughs> yes. Um, but that's kind uh, of an aggressive wink. I don't know, but uh, no, my it really was. I don't know why we say this shit. No one can see us, and then I still do the action. I mean, I, I slammed, did, yeah, of course I did. You did it too, right? But of I went course. really aggressive, like too aggressive. Anyway, <laughs> right, you poor thing. Um, but uh, yeah, he's like he he's a uh, you know he's out there. He's out there living his best. <laughs> he's out there living his best predator life. With all his predator pals, and we're you know what? Let's go to Los Angeles. Woo! I mean, it's a war zone. I mean, to be fair, like in the late eighties and early nineties, they weren't that off. Yeah, but it is that that sort of cartoon LA that like where everything it's just nonstop violence all the time, and. This the opening scene is fantastic. Number one, it took me a long time to realize when I would see it as a kid that the, the opening scene is meant to be the predator ship basically doing a flyby. Because it has like that, it has like that weird effect where it's like the thrusters or something of this cloaked ship, and it's just like this is it's literally a flyover, but it transitions from like regular view to thermal view and that part always threw me off i was like what am i watching here is the threat I mean, is the so, letter is could he fly now 
Are, so are you saying that like he was, they, they flew over, then he immediately went to that shootout? No, I think they flew over. They like, he, he did a little airdrop. Oh, they just were just like, Hey, we found some action already. Let's drop you off right here. Exactly. Okay. Now we're going to go park this underneath a, a, a tenement somewhere where there's a giant cave, right? There's a, gi- <laughs> there's a giant tunnel that just runs under the bottom of an elevator shaft. In a in a somewhere in like, a apartment you building be, downtown LA, wouldn't you be more scared to know that your building was on top of almost nothing? Right, because it's under a, a giant cavern is under it, and it's, one can just you know stamp their feet uh, hard enough and like come out into a tunnel. Yeah, no, that's a. I mean, you know, spoilers. We're talking about a movie that at this point is uh, 32 years old. But just in case it needed to be said, uh, and the fact we're fast forwarding, he should have died when he fell through that hole. But whatever, anyway. Yeah, uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But uh, yeah. But yeah, he, he, you're 100% right. But uh, it, it's just fantastic. When they open up on this this opening shot, and it's just like, complete war zone and we get it's just total chaos and it's a great way to establish uh harrigan as this amazing uh like super brave brazen uh, like almost uh insane cop he comes off like somebody who is like loyal and and like very hot-tempered and aggressive but he is like also a really thoughtful captain or lieutenant. He's a really thoughtful lieutenant. He he cares a bunch about his team, and uh, like he shows there's the way they show he has moments of compassion. He is like a brilliant strategist. Like he's he is truly a, a hero in a different way than the the people in the first predator because he's not like a giant like G.I. Joe action, not even G.I. Joe, because G.I. Joes weren't like super overly muscled, at least not the originally, right? But he was like a he, like all the people in the first movie are like he-men figures <laughs> that are in the jungle. And in this one, it's just like Danny Glover is just like, he is so, he's a guy. And that's one of the reasons why I find this, his struggle against the Predator so much more interesting. His personality and the actions it was like to make up for the fact that most of his team was going to be like sitting on the bench one way or the other. Like he, he is meant to be all of those things that like each of the individual members from the first movie was, but still not in like a hulking super massive package, just like completely competent. And, and you're right in terms of him, you know, caring about his team, even his extended team. I mean, look what he did to rescue those cops. You know, from like the shootout right there. That yeah. was crazy as shit, but it's he, still so badass. It is super badass. I love how he drives his car backwards and busts the door off. Mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. all so he can drive it. Like, I thought he was going to lead out and shoot uh, when he's driving the car. But no, he just like, he can't see through the window because it's filled with uh, bulletproof vests. So he has to hang out the side of the car to drive it to see. <laughs> this so, guy's a madman. 
He's so badass. He's just like a fucking. Everyone's there. They're getting all you know shot up. The two cops are being used. Like it's almost like drawing out all the other cops. I mean, they even had the 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 two dudes come. The right dudes come in with like the uh, shields, and they just get nuked with a grenade. Yeah, and all of a sudden he's just like Scorpio guy. Yeah, it's like El Scorpio is ready. (laughs) My God, that part. But. one of the things I love from this first this like first part is they show all the different uh, news reporters reporting on like how bad it's gotten in downtown L A. And this one there's this one woman reporter at the start who is she's reporting for <laughs> K back and she's just like it's a war zone down here. And then she gets fu- shot at and she goes fuck this get fuck me out of here. <laughs> I was like she's got the right idea. Yeah, I wouldn't been doing that shit either. I've been out. I'd be trying to figure out if I could get transferred over to the South Dakota office or something like that. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, like it's it's just such a she does an amazing job. Whoever that uh, actor is, uh, but uh, it because it if it does seem like she was like just an extra who someone shot a live round at and she was just like no no never mind no i'm out nope get me out of this yeah oh no it it's it, this this is actually probably my second favorite scene in the whole movie it's crazy it's, there's so many explosions and like real props just being thrown around and I mean, it just instantly, like, it just instantly shows Harrigan's a badass, you know, just like a full stop wearing an orange shirt and khaki pants. Uh, yeah, I mean, got, you gotta, you gotta be a pants, brave man. His linen pants in this movie are enviable. Cause you know, they like probably breathe and feel fantastic in that muggy, what is it? Like they keep saying it's like 109 yeah, like it's a temperature that no one would want to be out in. Yeah, it's just awful. And it's so, it must be hot because everyone pits out of this movie. And everyone is constantly looking like sweaty and gross. It looks like it smells, this whole movie looks like it smells so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Looks like it, it, it smells like I do after I go through a buffet. <laughs> That's what a hot buffet well, um, you know, sometimes you get the meat sweats. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right, you're at a Brazilian steakhouse, and then it's like... I mean, I just was on uh, Saturday, and yeah, I had the meat sweats, so well, there no. you go. There you go. Yeah, I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I'll still take another sausage. It's okay that I'm sweating profusely in here, right? Yeah. Oh, it isn't? Uh-oh. Well, just uh, I'm just going to sit in the corner right next to the salad bar. No one goes to the Brazilian steakhouse for a salad bar. Yeah, I mean, some people probably do. I don't know, but... Mm. They're they're yeah. they're, uh, they're out there somewhere, and you know, and I say oh, more power to you. Um, yeah, thank you for getting that stuff out. Get that green stuff out of here. I need to see the meat. Um, uh, we get uh, introduced to Tony Pope. We were talking about before uh, in this scene. Uh, good old Morton Downey Jr. Uh, talking about. <laughs> Because first of all, he's on hardcore instead of hard copy. Remember that was a show. Uh, I remember. That's what I'm saying. Like it was a flashback scene. I was like hard copy here. Oh, hardcore. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, and, totally. And then he goes, uh, "And where's the man? He's in Lake Tahoe." 
And I was like, ah, cool. Like, Daho gets a shout out. <laughs> I like to know that this version of 1997, nothing has changed. Yep. yep. Yeah, everyone just going up to Lake Tahoe to forget that the rest of the state's on fire. Um... Uh, but like I think you mentioned this before, but Harrigan's trunk of guns is fantastic, and he's just got like fifteen uh, f- flak vests in there. Well, you gotta wonder, like, how many of those do the police department know about? How many of those are just you know Harrigan's guns? Nah, Harrigan's you know I mean? got a he's got a guy. He's got he's a he's got a, a body armor guy. Yeah, he's just like, hey, look, look, I, you know, I try to requisition the stuff. I just need it. I just need a little quicker. I might need to wreck another car because you feel like <laughs> you feel like he's the kind of guy who wrecks a car a week. Yeah, he has a, he has a very similar looking car that he drives for the rest of the movie that clearly can't be this one, but it's just like a. Uh, uh oh jeez Harrington uh, another bu another beige Buick okay all right I'm not made of beige Buicks over here. Then we get introduced also to the Scorpion or the El Scorpio or whatever his name is. Um, and they kind of they have him. He's the one who blows up those two guys with the shields, and you know he's doing a lot of crazy action. So they're kind of establishing, doing a good job of establishing him as as oh look at this guy. He's a uh, he's a uh, 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 you know he's a badass. It's like uh, he's a mini boss. If you're playing the you're playing a game, he's the boss you fight halfway through the level. Yeah, you're playing Streets of Rage and the screen stops and you're like and a guy walks on you're like, oh no. But yeah, then oh, like no. a couple a little bit later in the game you're fighting five men at once that are different got different palettes and you're like, uh eh, like El you. Scorpio, El Spider, El Snake. El Spider. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he does have that. He does kind of. He has mid boss energy. Uh, oh, but, straight up. I mean, his grenade launcher was chromed out. I'm pretty sure that's not how they come. You know. <laughs> uh, but he does also have like a little, like a little. Uh, I don't know, like an earthenware pot filled with cocaine. <laughs> well, he's very um, thoughtful. You know, like just have that around your neck when you need a little key bump. You know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I again, as we established last episode, this is not something I've ever seen in person. So I only have like its representations on movies to go off of. But uh, I love this guy's doing coke acting. I love his just like I don't know like if he did a bunch of jumping jacks beforehand, but the veins <laughs> in his neck are just like whoa. <laughs> Oh no, he was feeling it. Oh yeah, he was feeling it. He he. They might have been like, "Hey, okay, um, Henry, we have your earthenware pot ready for you. Just load it with a little, a little sugar." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, thanks." He just takes it over, taps it out of the nearest alleyway, fills it up with his own acting medicine, and he's good to go. The scorpion is ready. <laughs> Big uh, Macho Man energy. Yeah. I mean, but you know, like this whole room, like I remember as a kid that just got me, like when they, when, you know, Harrigan stops them, they go rescue the cops. These guys run back in and it's just like, like they walked into the Punisher's like war chest or something, you know, like literally just a whole fucking apartment filled with nothing but guns and bullets and like, 
like terrible, terrible shit. You're like, God damn, no one noticed these guys bringing this in here. What was that room though? Even it like it was a super tall room that had like a glass ceiling. It was like they were in a warehouse or something. But then when there was that little tiny square room that had like an open ceiling and you could see up into the rafters. That always like tripped me out because I thought it always looked like a really small rectangular room when they're loading up on their guns. But later when they're seeing that that dead body that's hanging from the rafters, they like pass through the wall and they can still see it. And I was like, what? What is happening? What is the size and shape of this room? I can't, I don't get it. Maybe El Scorpio got a real good deal on a loft. Well, yeah, it does seem like he has one of those like uh, converted apartments, right? It used to be a factory. Mm-hmm that made textiles and now it's your very cool apartment uh yeah, yeah or maybe that was where they would store all the linen bolts and shit like that rip that all out and we're like uh, just fill it full of bullets and uh let's put a bathroom in here too why not but not all the bullets in the world can protect you against the predator <laughs> when they jump down through the uh window and just uh just murder the ladia You are correct, sir. Um, (laughs) If a predator can get you by surprise, you're toast. But if you can catch him walking in front of you, you could pepper him a lot. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. death from above, that's the predator's motto. Yep. (laughs) I I do like how the window just explodes. Like, you know, El Scorpio just tried to shoot that thing with a grenade and it just, like, blows out the side window. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's a huge exactly. He was he probably killed most of the people in there. Yeah, I don't think it was actually the predator just hopped out like Ooh. I mean, he, he has a pretty he has a really high body count cuz even after he is like covered in blood and traumatized from the predator. I got I don't know what the predator usually moves pretty fast. But he, I guess, was not. He was just kind of like. <laughs> the predator don't move coke fast. Yeah, he was taking his time. Because, yeah, he gets out of there. He's covered in blood. He still has the wherewithal. Even though he's coked up beyond recognition, he has the wherewithal to, like, kill two more uh, policemen. And then and then run to the roof. And the predator is just taking a stroll. <laughs> he's just taking a sweet time. I got this one. I'll get him eventually. But then he does it. He should have. He should have hurried up because Harrigan uh, kill steals the predator. He does. He's a dwarf hunter from WoW for sure. Yep. <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> the dude is like about to raise his. his maybe he would have. You know what? Maybe he would have let El Scorpion do his thing. Then that would have been the end of the movie. Roll credits. He just he just uh, oh, lights the predator he- up. <laughs> You think that would have been <laughs> just like he was more startled hearing the cops were coming, so he just misfired that grenade by like a couple of feet. I think kind of because when when uh, Harrigan like notices the predator and points his gun at him, the predator does kind of look taken aback, <laughs> caught off guard. He's like, oh, <laughs> 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 he dips out of frame. Yep, and he just yeah, he just. I love to think that if you got a wide shot of that exact same thing, you would see the predator just crouching down or like hugging his knees, trying to be as small as possible. Oh, I thought you were going to say you could see him like up against the wall trying to shuffle around the corner. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, might as well. But just like, just to show him, just he literally just ducked out of frame. 
and and Harrigan is just just because where he was looking does is no longer shimmering. He's like, what? Where? What? Because <laughs> he but does wait, just wait. go. Boo. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, he just pops. I was like, do later. It's not like he throws a dove out and then Harrigan's like, oh, where did that dove come from? Boom, boom, boom. And just start shooting at it. Yeah. I think I think the Predator would have tried to kill Harrigan in this moment had all of his friends not showed up. The Predator's like, okay, all right, you're the one. I'm going to kill all your friends. Yeah, I'm going to make you come after me. It's a very vengeful Predator for some reason. Well, it, it is. What's interesting about this movie, and I think just broadly, I think the first one is still better. I think it is like better paced and scarier, and I think... The first one is still a better movie, but this one is maybe paced a little weird, but it's still uh, it's still fantastic. Um, God, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I was trying to say back there, but uh, it'll come to me. Um, I think it's just a kind of a different movie, right? Like it kind of like a little bit more thriller. Yeah. A little more suspense, I guess, because it is like the predator is stalking him in a weird way. Yeah. Okay. That's a, a thank you very much. That actually reignited my uh, memory of what I was. My point was, but um, the predator in the first movie, it kind of felt like that his uh, targets were sort of circumstantial. The you know you were in the wrong place at the wrong time. He would just kill you, and then like kind of Dutch was the one that was left. Um, it didn't seem like he was pick, sort of purposely picking off the diff- the other soldiers and to get to Dutch. But in this, it's very much like the Predator is working his way up through the pack and saving his his ultimate prize for last. I agree with you on that. Because it is... It, it, like, this time... So I, I, fortunately, I was able to get a chance to watch it before we uh, recorded. I was worried that I was going to have to go off of ye old memory which would have been a little terrible um sure especially with the current brain fog i have um <sighs> but it is very much just like the systematic of prowling trailing and taking out anyone harrigan likes or works with right and you know it, it's yeah i'm jumping ahead a little bit but even that part in the like the grave you know like the cemetery I was like, why did you follow him to the cemetery? You just followed him to the cemetery to just fuck with him. Yeah. Like to hang up the, the your, your buddy's necklace, leave it dangling there. <laughs> and what about like when he, like after they, the whole encounter with uh, the predator on the rooftop, they're like searching around that room. And they've noticed the the guy hanging from the roof, and uh, you know they're just flummoxed about how someone just drags someone up there and 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 hang him like that. They leave, and the predator then takes the body. So that means the predator the whole time was just waiting up there, like tapping his foot. Oh, come on, I want this body. I need to get the spinal cord, but I gotta wait for them to leave. <laughs> Also, it was another interesting thing that I noticed this time around was that Danny, he sees the Predator. Uh, I've never, I don't think I've ever watched it in UH like Ultra HD before. But oh, okay, uh, he sees the Predator like 
kind of jump across the rooftop mm-hmm. uh, when he sees the dead body. And then, like, he is constantly through the rest of the movie until his unfortunate demise. He's always checking, like, up. Uh, you'll notice, like, that's why he sees the... Um, the oh, yeah, the little, little Biden. Yeah, exactly. And uh, then he eventually gets killed climbing up into the rafters. So it's a, it was that is almost like I don't know if that was intentional, but that almost seems like the predator was uh, screwing with them again in that regard. It's so it, it's 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 weird because you you know like the whole time I always paid attention. You know, I just watched movies like okay, Dan Glover he's definitely too old for this shit as well. <laughs> and you know and everyone's just kind of dying because that's the way it's gonna you know end up but as i've gotten older watching it I'm like yeah this predator is kind of like a super dick you know yeah. like like just always either hot on harrigan's heels or you know close enough to it and yeah you poor danny there but i mean do you think the predator was there when Danny Glover told him, don't be a hero, wait for me to come, and we'll go in there together, do you think he was just kind of hanging out on a, you know, like on the rooftop going, oh, he's gonna, I'm going to follow this Danny guy, because I'm he, sure he's going to come back here, and I'm like. <laughs> well, I mean, if they, if, yeah, I don't know, but I, I think if we go off the evidence that we've been presented by the movie so far, where he waited on the roof until. <laughs> until they left the room so he could you know procure that body then there's there's like six bodies hanging from the roof of that in the room uh where that one guy has got his heart cut out he must be like damn i can't leave now all these guys oh man i'm gonna have to wait up here again and then he's like you come back here later but wait for me i'll be here too even though you never showed up and so he's like well, two for one <laughs> And now I'm gonna fuck with this guy a little bit later. Yeah, oh my god, trinket. I've got, it's gonna be so good. I've got the best thing. I recorded his friend saying "Danny boy" to him, and then I'm gonna say it to him right before I kill him. He'll be so confused. He'll think his friend killed him at first. Oh god, I'm I'm the stinker. <laughs> Predator, you're the worst. Oh, Predator, what a stinker. <laughs> me. But you mentioned this before, but Bill Paxton is in this movie, and he is such a delight. We meet him in the cartoon, again, cartoon LA uh, police precinct, which is just jammed, again, very sweaty, very smoky, jammed with people. Uh, you know, being arrested or making a complaint. Uh, great, like, kind of track shot uh, as we uh, follow Danny Glover across the floor, seeing all these characters, you know, being locked up, seeing a guy being like, Oh, jeez, your, your toilet's plugged. You better call the plumber, <laughs> not the police department. Hey. <laughs> I, I mean, shit, dude. This... This police station could give like RoboCop's police station a run for its money. Seriously, this is this almost feels like a more effective sort of war zone Detroit than uh, than RoboCop. In well, some ways. I mean, I mean, at least the you know the cops here have like high tech 
guns. Like everyone had a laser sight. Even dude's <laughs> shotgun had a laser sight. Yeah, he did. Everything he had two guns that like where a sight would mean nothing, which is like a uh, a shotgun that fires like a spread, and then he had a desert eagle. <laughs> and he's just like, man, that's regulation. Probably. I mean, it's cool to give him this big ass gun, but yeah, here's a desert eagle, laser sight on it. This yep. little gun has a laser sight. Like everything. In fucking El Scorpio's guns, I think, had, like, fucking scopes on them for no reason. He's just shoot Uzis. Well, he had, like, military-grade hardware. Who knows where the heck he got that from? I mean, look, fair. The gun looks like it came straight out of Call of Duty. But, like... <laughs> seriously <laughs> I mean, does. The way, he was, the way he was shooting people with it sure as hell was, I love like, how, out of Call of Duty. I right? Guess. I love how everyone <laughs> shoots in this movie with, like, the just the... Just the lo- most disregard for where that bullet might go. <laughs> They're just like, <laughs> just flinging bullets. All the- it's almost like they feel like they can bend it like they're in Wanted or whatever. Uh, the way and, that they throw these guns around. I mean, definitely have like fucking ammo for days. That's for sure. They have yeah. no, no shortage of ammo. Uh, any of these uh, people. Here's a, a weird thing. The cars in this movie are super bizarre. Because as you said, this is 1990. So we're we're entering the the age of like the roundy, bubbly sedan, right? Um, the police cars all look like they're like 70s, like 19, or not 70s even, like 1981, uh, you know, Buick LeSabre or whatever. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, uh, but then, like, all the black and white police cars in this look like, like, Toyota Previas or, like, some sort of, uh, they look like, um, minivans of some sort. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. There's so many of them, and I've never seen anything like it. Painted the black and white, like, traditional cop car paint scheme. Yeah, I think it's just because, like, like I said, the movie came out in 90. But it was supposed to be 1997. So they're like, well, how many future looking things can we do? And they're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Ho- hopefully the 70s are back because that's what we can afford. <laughs> we'll paint this. We'll paint this. Uh, this Toyota minivan black and white, and it's like, oh, it's but it's big and it's the it's rounded. It must be the future. <laughs> yeah, look at it. Look at it. And it's like, okay, man. It, 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 Everyone it tracks. Driving it tracks. These minivans so agile. They can corner so well. They'll really get those crooks. <laughs> look at yeah, the sliding I mean, door. Oh my god. So good. I mean, look at a dude's office. The captain's office. Yeah, uh, was it? Pilgrim. Captain Pilgrim. Shit. That, that took a second, right? Like he goes in and like, or no, uh, fucking uh, Robert Davy's character. He's got like this miniature like entertainment wall that has like these four screens that are just reading out like all the shit like Harrigan has done. You know, like he is Harrigan oh, no. has Yeah, and they had a real bad Vocaloid, like pretend Vocaloid too. Yeah, it was fucking hilarious. Obsessive compulsive disorder. I was like, What? That's yeah, a weird thing to throw in there. 
Well, I mean, they showed us fucking like they showed us one thing. This little side of clip. It's like aggression level is forty percent higher than normal. But normal from what? Yeah, that's a good point. They they tried to like future it up in this movie a little bit in ways that I don't think really landed like they were <laughs> wanted it to. I mean, it was how do you put it? Since it was only from the time you were watching this seven years later, I'm pretty sure you're like, eh, I think future's going to be a little different than that, but not like what you're doing. You know, if it would have been like the time, the years 2032, and then this would have been that equivalent of the future. I've been, oh shit, man, the future sucks. <laughs> oh, it's really not going to go. Oh man, I was hoping for a little bit of more of a, a cool something that's aspirational. Not just like that. That his car looks like it came from before I was born, and these cars look like they should never have been born. Yeah, and then you just went put CRTs on fucking uh, Bart trains now. Okay, yeah, that's the future. <laughs> um, yeah, with, and it's playing just some like gory news channel. Who gets to decide what the programming is on uh on this you know LA's amazing subway system that everybody rides during the rush hour? <laughs> um, but I I love Bill Paxton's sleazeball on this, and I love that like he's he's they establish him right away with like just he comes on to every female that he sees and uh, he pays for it. Yes, he um, does. Uh. Uh, by getting his balls squeezed, Leona <laughs> gets his balls uh, crushed, um, and uh, and then there's a very scene following it, like right afterwards, where Leona chases Danny out, like with her hands, and she's like, "I'm gonna get you next," and he's like, "No," <laughs> like she's just like, "I've got a taste for crushing balls, and only one thing will make it." <laughs> Yeah, again, another like little scene that I had never noticed before that I really, I uh, really loved. But we also get introduced to uh, Peter Keys during these uh, these series of scenes. Gary Busey's Peter Keys. Did you notice his tie had a very like weird little? It seemed like almost like an Illuminati, you know, uh, pyramid with a little logo in the center. I didn't notice that. Like, I mean, I noticed the shoulder pads. Oh, like, gosh, how could you not? Those things were, he looks like a little bread box. <laughs> I mean, you could take out some eyes. You could take out some eyes with them shoulder pads. I tell you what, like. It's so weird because, like, Gary Busey's wardrobe is, like, obviously, like, stuffy and corporate and government. And it works very well. But then Danny Glover dresses like he is a, a cop in Miami the whole time. He has, like, linen suits. And he has like, uh, and he has like the hats and, and like very loose shirts. I mean, it makes sense, I guess, for like what they're trying to say is like this perpetually hot mm-hmm. LA, mm-hmm. but it definitely has this very Miami feel to it. Like maybe it's the linen pants, like the really loose linen pants. We get a shot later of just his feet, and it just really just, and these linen pants are soaked, and you're like, wow, this is really this is the most sort of star time i think linen pants have had on screen i feel like ever since this is probably the movie that stopped linen pants from being a thing <laughs> they're like e- even in the best conditions boss we can't keep these things not grimy unless it's like a movie about like finding yourself in napoli like that's you're gonna 
sure you're going to see a fair amount of linen pants in that. But really, I just was just taken by these these very comfortable, breathable pants he's got. It's like, oh, those must dry off quick, too, when they're covered with uh, radioactive dust and, and uh, old fire, you know, uh, fighting sprinkler water. I mean, dude, like... Danny Glover's outfits in this. I, I mean, they. Kudos to the. Uh, hopefully, the you know the set you know like the props and the the costumer and stuff and they added that grime versus this just being natural stuff. He's like, all right, I'm gonna sweat through all this shit. Uh, these high ass linen pants, the brown belt, the, the orange shirt. I'm just going to make this super juicy. So uh, just keep it around. Like, I mean, like you said, everyone has pit stains. There is a layer of just grime on everyone that is just actually very believable, even at the end of this fucking film. He looks, like, <laughs> he looks so rough. <laughs> it's just like damn. His, I love his acting at the end of this movie, where he is just like, <laughs> where he is just, he, he looks like he's just like uh, he's done with the movie. He's just like yeah, he's, uh, he's covered in soot. He's got all sorts of like bird makeup all over him. And then he just Adam Baldwin runs up to him, and he just gives him this look like, yeah, like. Leave me the fuck alone, because yep. I will kill you right now. I got a, I got a pistol from 1750 with your name on it. Well, I'm not sure what your name is, but it's gonna shoot you. Right, you're just Adam Baldwin, the dick, uh, the uh, the FBI stuff shirt dickhead. So character. just Adam Baldwin. I <laughs> guess pretty much. Um, but. Uh, yeah, just fantastic stuff. Um, and when they come down, you know, they we saw their helicopter already when they uh, when they arrived on the scene in the in that opening scene, the mm-hmm. uh, the the Fed's helicopter, I should say. And that is such an iconic shot in my mind because it was on the loading screen to the Genesis Predator Two game, which I had and played just nonstop. Was an overhead you had it, sh- huh? Yeah, it was an overhead shooter. It was very weird. It was not very good, but like it had all the gadgets, and you could throw the fris the death frisbee. Wait, did you play as the predator? No, you play as Danny Clover. Oh, wait a minute. You mean there's a game out there in the world where I could have played as Danny Clover, my idol? Uh, yeah. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Like, I mean, I use him for, you. I use like, well, not necessarily, well, sometimes this character, most of the time I use like Murtaugh for like a bunch of shit. You remember like when they were, uh, Microsoft was trying to tell you how old you were just by your photo? Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. I, I used Danny Glover's face <laughs> from <laughs> Lethal Weapon. <laughs> yep. And I just did the, I'm too old for this shit. Like, that's how much I love that's Shit, even the email, if you were the email, uh, you know, the pop saga, at gmail.com, little fucking admin picture is a cartoon picture 
of Murtaugh's face. There you go. And you and you tell me I could have been playing you as a, a little yep. Danny Glover in Predator Two. You could have been oh. Lieutenant Harrington running around the streets of L.A. cleaning up the trash. Oh my God! Damn it. Sometimes, you know, like, I think even then I was starting to get sus about any sort of game that featured characters I really like. You know, like the Ninja Turtles NES game. Oh, sure. But, like, was I, I was so enamored with Predator, like, the the universe of Predator. Predator 2, loved it, saw it when I was a kid, and, like, when I got this game, I was like, yes! It was a bad game, and I'm like, I don't care. Oh, this game's badass, except he's got the wrong color shirt on. Yep. That's the thing, though. He needs to be wearing that that orange, <laughs> that baggy orange shirt. Him hanging out of the car with that shirt on is so... Oh, my God. I want to take that moment. I want to bottle it, and I want to sell it for a million dollars. All right, all right. Calm down, calm down. You're real <laughs> excited. I get it. Calm down, calm down. Calm down. Uh, but... Uh, and so right after this scene, we uh, we get a very, uh, like, sort of a, a very slow build sex scene where we just get a super long shot and you hear a woman moaning and you're like, wait, what? Huh? What's going on out of the city? Oh, oh. <laughs> it zooms in and then it zooms in some more. And uh, we see two people having some... What I'm going to assume is cocaine-fueled sex. I mean, when in 1997 dystopian Los Angeles do as the cokeheads would do, I guess. Yeah, um, they, uh, <laughs> one of the uh, the Colombian drug cartels that are featured in this movie. This is one of their their head honchos, and his. Uh, and his lovely girlfriend, but uh, they are interrupted uh, by the man. The gangs in this movie are problematic. <laughs> well, you know, um, well, the thing is, you see, Forrest. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when you look at it from a certain. Uh, yeah, they're really bad. It's <laughs> it's bad. It's not good. I mean, shit. What the Jamaican voodoo posse or something yeah. was like? The come on, and come when, on, shit. When they so they tie up this guy and they begin performing some sort of ritual. And I wrote down in my notes: What are the odds that any of this voodoo stuff is done out of uh, with an ounce of respect? <laughs> my guess is zero. Uh, you would be, I'm going to just assume you'd be correct, so. <laughs> uh, but that's okay, because this all, any sort of a discomfort you might be feeling with this very 90s moment is quickly uh, swept away. Not before a ton of full frontal nudity, by the way. I did not, uh, <laughs> I did not remember how much screen time is devoted to full frontal nudity in this entire sequence. Yeah, ten year old John does. Ten year old John does. <laughs> I remember like I, I remember like the nudity, but I didn't remember. It's like I was like, is this because it's in UHD? And it's like you can see everything. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's that. That's just that's just the way it is. I mean, it's one of the reasons why um, the film almost got an NC seventeen rating. 
Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, I think, like, but what they set up the expectation they couldn't deliver on because when that guy's hanging upside down, we should see, we should see a dangler up there. You know what I mean? (laughs) We can see, we see the area, but it's just like, we should be seeing, it should should be hanging, it should be hanging, he should be hanging and banging up there. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, they were about to cut his, uh hard out so you mean, you're, you're saying that's like a prime that is a prime uh recipe for shrinkage is what you're saying yeah it's as it's as cold as the arctic at that point yeah I, I, good point i mean and he you know the predator probably would have spared him too if he had like uh because he wasn't he didn't pose any threat so man he timing was not on his side because after they cut his like they stab into him and then the predator pretty much attacks right at that moment. Yeah, he's he was just pretty much itching to use a bunch of his high tech shit. Oh yeah, he was definitely taking it out for a field day, huh? He's like, I gotta make sure it works when I fight that Harrigan guy. What's this do? <laughs> oh, cool net launcher! It looks like a Roomba, or I mean, sorry, uh, it looks like a dirt devil. I mean, that fucking dirt devil of death. The Roomba comes later. Oh my, yeah, well, it does kind of come later. Like, the fucking, dude, that fucking, honestly, that net launcher is probably one of the gnarliest things ever. Because it it tightens. Yeah, think about how fucking brutal that was. Like, here's it shoots the net, and you're like, oh, that's kind of oddly humane. Until it just starts screwing and tightening into the wall, cutting it, and cubing this dude. Yep. Like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, you get the, did he use the Biden launcher there too? I'm going to use Biden all the time. Yeah. Good. Uh, yes. That's where like, that's the one and only time it's used. He just says he shoots that. And then, uh, this, the fucking, uh, his uh, staff, the telescoping spear. Yeah. So much, whatever that's called. I mean, so much better. Like, holy shit. Like. The, the first Predator, yeah, like, I really feel like he he went to, like, Target and was, bought all no, his stuff. He was roughing it, Predator. He was, like, he was a real sort of traditionalist. And this guy's like, why would you do that? I'm going to bring my dad's RV. It's going to, it has a fridge. It's full of beer. We can cook rotisserie. That's right. I'm going to bring a bunch of beef franks, okay? <laughs> Got my really net launcher. I got my telescopic spear. I got this sick ass frisbee. It comes right back to me. It's, it's cool. It chops people right in half. Top of Gary Busey right in half. I mean, he fucking chopped his ass. And then you're like, it's not as wide as Gary Busey. Oh. <laughs> and it, this always bothered me since I was the a kid. The body, the top half never falls. The top half never falls. <laughs> yeah. Do you think he's holding on to a beefsteak? That's what I thought. That, that's been my head cannon. He was like, oh, no. As, like, this just bucket of blood just pours out of that wound. But yeah, yeah that... I was like, wait a minute. Did it just explode his top half? Or is it just like, is his top on the, is his top on the uh, frisbee? And he's just spinning around. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Maybe, maybe the frisbee frozen gun uh, or the cool the coolant gun because it wasn't very good uh maybe that malfunction and stuck him to the side of beef 
<laughs> yeah, baby. Oh, no, I regret everything. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is all... I forgot Christmas story. It's all coming back to me. Uh, but what's fantastic is, like, after... So they find... They eventually, like, you know, they sneak into the place. They find all the people dead. Uh, then the feds show up. What I love about this part is also it's like we get to see more of uh, Gary Busey acting like a just a complete psychopath. Um, but then like we see Tony Pope somehow got up out of the balcony and he's sitting there with his little camera. And then like the guys come over to him, he's like, fuck you! <laughs> Hurricane! Hurricane! People have the right to know. <laughs> this smells like a cover-up. <laughs> oh, man. He's just so... You want to see him punched so much. He's such a punchable character. Not to say that like no one should be visiting violence upon another person for any reason. There's never a justifiable reason to, for that. But... This character is just written in such a way where you're just like, oh, man, Daddy Glover, when you get a chance. And then he does. Later in the movie, he really socks him good. He does so much, like, so well that he was able to drop his camera and still keep him in frame. You know, like, so he's just, <laughs> just like, make yeah, sure he, he stays really, on there for a few minutes. <laughs> he really uh, planned that out good. Uh... But yeah, I wrote up next because uh, you know they come back. Um, uh, they come back to the scene because they they uh, of course Danny and uh, Herring uh, Herring and Herring and Herring Bone Harrigan. Um, <laughs> no, it's like you'll either figure it out or I'm just gonna let you uh, suffer there for a little bit. Because <laughs> I wrote Harrington down here like a dork, um, but. Uh, he tells him, oh, yeah, you know, go back there and check it out when all the, the feds have left. Because uh, he's not going to... Uh, Lieutenant Harrigan isn't going to... He, he's not going to work with these feds coming in from out of town. This is this is the war he's been fighting. What They're going to come in and take over everything. So he's got to get his own evidence and get that. He has to get that bite it that they noticed before they were kicked out last time. And man, does the predator really screw with Danny in this one? Oh, but fuck! Like, like you said, using the the voice clip he stole of Harrigan to like trip him up. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, when he's free falling, he reaches out, grabs this invisible thing, and then the predator's like, "Check this shit out." Yeah. Now you see me in all my glory. And, you know, like, Danny tries, man. Like, when he's getting pulled up, he's reaching for his gun. And I was kind of hoping he'd get, like, one shot off. You know, like, oh, these guys are dangerous, but, nah. He, I mean, he does get a shot off. It misses. <laughs> That's what I mean. I mean, like, I mean, like, you know, like, shoot the predator one time. Make the predator go, oh, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck you. Oh, fuck you, Danny. <laughs> Now I'm really going to fuck with Harrigan. <laughs> I was going to leave him alone after this, but now, now you piss me off. Oh, just the one more. Oh, you know what? Now I'm going to kill all of them. Yeah, I was going to leave it alone. I, I got enough bodies. I mean, the quota was for 10. 
But he really fucks because he's like, not only he puts his arm out. I want to believe that he puts his arm out for him to catch. And then he's like, oh, but it's me. And then when he falls, he just catches it by the leg and pulls it back up. He's like, no, 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 don't you fall. You're going to get your spine pulled out. (laughs) Just you. Oh, yeah. Shoot your gun. Very cool. Very cool. Anyway, give me a spine. My question is, when did they, um, did they do a funeral for him? They only show it on the, uh, they show it on the, the, the newscast. The news, yeah. Where it's, it's like, oh, five assorted pieces of trash and one good cop. When he's like, what's the uh, score so far? <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Then, uh, but, um, do they show it? They don't show, do they show... Harrigan taking the bite from him? Uh, he just talks about it. I don't think right, that seems like, in it. He's like, I pried this out of Danny's hands. Yeah, that that weirded me out. Like, that whole scene weirded me out. Because when they were like, you know, he was like, like gutted like a, what'd they say? What the fuck was the word? Gutted like a, not a fish. The fish would be Maybe the obvious was, go-to. But yeah, it was remember. just talk about like how clean the cut was and all that stuff. And they're like, hey, I pulled this out of Danny's hand. And she just happened to have like a spectrometer or some shit. She's the chief, like the chief pathologist in the city. And she has an electron microscope. Maybe I just don't know anything about pathology. But I was like, do you need one of those? So, I mean, maybe she's just like an amateur. She just loves having that shit on her desk. Like, it was just this weird thing. She's like, look, we don't have enough to decorate the whole room. So you're going to have to do everything on this desk, you understand? <laughs> <laughs> Wait one moment, please. Yeah, so weird, but... um, Of the, the scene next where Harrington... Or Harrington... Why did I write this down? Damn you, previous forest. Airing it... <laughs> Harrigan. Harrigan. Oh my god. Uh Harrigan uh chases down keys and like he keeps slang slamming up, up against that marble pillar. And then oh, eventually he just like smacks his own hand in front of his face as a threat. And I was like, oh man, that would work on me so much. Oh, I know it would work. I've done that shit to people. It scares <laughs> the shit out of <laughs> It'll make you pay attention to you. <laughs> yeah, you Make you pay attention to a motherfucker. That's how you know he was mad because he was just one step away from just knocking his ass out right there and then. Oh, yeah. I love how he just jams him up, too. And he fucking keys is just like, uh, just let him go. I was like, you know, he wouldn't be a problem if you just did send, like, your your goons on him. Just pull him out of the way. You could try to freeze the predator, and he would have killed y'all. He's like, "No, we're too close." (laughs) Let's let's let's, uh, this uh, total variable that is uh, most certainly going to ruin our plan somehow. We're too close. Don't worry about him. (laughs) Just ignore him. Oh, you're real good, Keith. You're real good. Uh, But uh, this next scene is where we see like peak Miami outfit. like, it's clear he got a shower and a, a change of clothes in this next scene. Because he is like... Well, yeah, he, he got the he, hat. Yeah. Maybe he'd just come from the funeral somehow. 
<laughs> maybe this is a weird time. The timeline doesn't quite work out, but he, because uh, it's funny because he kind of looks like he is dressed up like uh, Jerry, the Bill Paxton's character. Like he saw his look and he's like, oh, I want, I want a hat too. <laughs> <laughs> he looks pretty smart in that. Yep. The Lone Ranger, you say. Hmm. Uh, okay. But, uh, and this is when he's like, uh, he's like, I'll go, King Willie's uh, car pulls up, or I guess his, his one of his, um, his, his people's car. Yeah, his dudes. His, 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 uh. King what? Willie's willies? King Willie, his vassals? His yeah, I like that. It's various vessels uh, pull up, and I love that. Like, it's, I love that this is the this is an LA that is so riddled with crime and war and, and combat that you can be of one of the most notorious um, uh, drug running gangs in the city, and mm-hmm. you can just like basically put a neon sign on your car, being like, "This is one of King Willie's cars." All the weed smoke coming out of it. If that didn't give it away, the top is zebra print, and the rest is just like a, a just the craziest colors you've ever seen. But also the weed smoke. <laughs> it's blunts all the way down over here at King Willie's Blunt Emporium. Um, but uh, that's Those great. Are some big blunts too. Yep. Yeah, because Bill Paxton tries. To, he should have got in that car because he would have been. He he doesn't. Things don't grow great for Jerry later. That would have been interesting to see how he would have dealt with King Willie. Well, I'll you be know, like, like, don't doesn't didn't it seem like both of them were gonna get in? I would have loved to see that. No, that's what I mean. Like to see how he would have dealt with oh, it. Oh right, because Harrigan already was just like enough of your. Uh, he, I was almost waiting for him to say enough of your riddles, old man. <laughs> Tell <laughs> <Right>. me. <laughs> Okay, also, what was King Willie's deal? Like, does he have nothing to do? Is this like a... You mean hang outside a fucking alleyway? He's like, yeah. I'm bored. He's like, did Har- Did someone... Oh, did you say that Harrington wanted to meet... Or Herringbone <laughs> wanted to meet me? <laughs> Detective uh, Harry and the Hendersons uh, wanted to meet me? And uh, he... And he's like, okay, great. Yeah, I was, like, really bored. So I'm just going to go hang out in the alley. You bring him to me. I got some bones in my pocket. I'm going to throw it on oil drum. Yeah, it'll be really good. It'll be for the effect. (laughs) And then I'm going to throw in the word Babylon, even though I'm pretty sure that has nothing to do with what we're doing here. Why does he call him Babylon? I don't know, but I know it's not correct. I know all of that was not correct. I mean, King Willie looks cool. The King Willie, the Voodoo King, is what he is called in the movie. He, I mean, he looks cool, you know. Um, I always liked his little uh, snakehead sword cane. You're but just like, like for real. He just called him down there to being like, he's a ghost. <laughs> oh, what? Like, yeah, he comes from the other side. He's yeah. a demon from hell. Anyway, bye. You gotta leave now. I'm going to just chill out. You guys drive away. I'm going to chill out in this very sketchy looking alley alone. Do you think in this instance, 
the predator killed King Willie for wasting Harrigan's time. So I'm going to do you a favor real quick. Maybe the predator just doesn't get inter- human interpersonal relationships. And he is just like, he's just like, uh, uh, everyone he sees must be his best friend. <laughs> he met this guy in an alleyway way out of the way. They must be tight. He's going to be crushed when I cut his screaming head off in a cool cut, in a cool, uh, or a weird film choice. I mean, maybe that's where, like, the director from Moon Knight got it from. Yeah. You don't need to see any of this shit happens. We'll just cut over to the end, ref- end effect. Well, his really, his death just serves uh, for, to transition us into another amazing bit of, uh, of world building where we see the entire like because he goes back to the ship obviously because he puts king willie's skull on his his trophy wall and we see some of the other alien skulls on there different types of aliens um but he like we get to see him buffing the skull and sucking all the Mm -hmm. goo off (laughs) yeah the goo the goop and i guess a bit of the brain i was never sure of all them chunks there but yeah, no, because he, he definitely, at the starts, he opens the skull like a can. Like, he has, like, a, a bottle opener, seemingly. He opens it up, and it's just like... Uh, but I love that stuff. As a, I mean, as a kid and now, that kind of world building is just fantastic. Because they're not, like, taking... Uh, they're not taking a ton of time to explain very carefully what's going on. They're just hinting at this the larger sort of structure of the whole predator hunting process. And I really just really loved it it's sort of like an evolution of how they showed him kind of cleaning the skull in the first movie i believe there was a similar scene no oh, i mean it was cool just to see even the um uh the start of the trophy wall right yeah, like just a little, just a little plays a little tease mm-hmm. yeah and you're just like oh shit that's deep um i i always liked the scene because it's like what are you gonna do king willie like when he just pulls out the sword he's like Finally, I bought this thing from Chinatown, and I now finally get to use it. He's got a novelty cane sword, a sword cane, and he's just like, oh, finally I get to use it. (laughs) I did my whole speech about the demon's eyes, and I looked in the eyes of my snake cane. Oh, I've been practicing so much. It went so well. Can't wait to tell the guys about this when they get back. Oh, shit, the predator's here. (laughs) <laughs> and you know, the head looked really good yeah. uh i have to admit it still holds up to this day yeah it's, it's a pretty cool cut it's a pretty cool I, effect i for a minute thought they really did kill the guy <laughs> oh well like just like in the first movie where they were like that's carl weather's real arm <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> he doesn't never- have an arm anymore <laughs> You've never seen him with both arms since then. Hey, I haven't Not seen even... King Willie in anything since then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but next we get the classic, uh, One, of, I guess I would say one of the more iconic scenes for the movie. You want some candy? Oh my God, that's what I'm saying. That's so fucked up. Yeah. Well, I mean, because he's like, he's just like uh, hanging out in a tree. Like you do if you're a predator. Like you do, <laughs> you yeah. Go, you're like, I'm stalking Harrigan. I'm going to go. Let's see. Where's good? Uh, there's a ton of gravestones. That might be thematically appropriate. Oh, no, I'm more of a jungle guy. Let's see. Uh, there's a lone eucalyptus tree right in the middle of the, 
the cemetery. I'll just post up in there and wait for him to walk by. I'm gonna tie this little necklace. So oh, he's gonna be so he's gonna be so upset. I mean, he does wheel around like, who's fucking with me here? <laughs> Looking for him. And he's like, uh, the <laughs> with the little kid. He's like, oh, is that guy got a gun? Oh, never mind. I can somehow tell it's not a, a gun that will hurt me. Did that look like I to mean, you one of those? Do you remember those uh, Uzis that shot colored ink? Like yeah. red and blue ink that was supposed to like fade away, but it did actually stain clothes, I heard. Yeah, no, they would. <laughs> I always did you have one of those? I always wanted one so bad, but of course that was a verboten in the old household. We my brother had one like it. What it would do is it would shoot um like little Oh, it was like almost like a little mini paint ball gun. Oh, weird. Where it would shoot like little spheres of paint out of it. That and sounds it, cool. But it, it was still oozy shaped. I think even similar colors with all orange and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and no, I think that was one of them. If not, it was just like some like battery-powered water gun that we all used to have back in the days. It really shows the power of moms too, huh? Because like Predator hears the, the <laughs> that kid's mom calling for him, and he's like, oh, I got to get out of here. <laughs> I don't want to get I don't I don't want to get the kid in trouble. <laughs> but I got the sound clip. I clipped it. It's <laughs> I'm gonna use this later. It's gonna come in candy. I promise. <laughs> well, I mean, it did. It was so fucked up. And to think that uh, was fucking uh, fucking Bill Pax's character Lambert wouldn't get it. Like, huh? He doesn't even react to it at all. It makes me think that they put that in. Like, they didn't even play yeah, it. Did well, they put that in in post? Because he just, like, he just, like, uh, you want to dance? Doesn't he say that? <laughs> like... Yeah, as he, uh, so one of the dudes, I guess, must have had the big ass fucking Conan knife. Yeah. And he's just all. <laughs> oh, my God. That whole subway scene is, like, it's. Again, this movie has some weird pacing issues, and this is like a weird like moment of comedy where they have these kind of cartoonish uh, subway toughs uh, kind of walk up to a nerdy guy. He's like, it looks like a Wall Street guy or kind of a, a movie style accountant, and they're like, "Look, my friend here needs an operation," and <laughs> he has like an ice pick that he's threatening him with. And the guy's like, oh, no, don't, no bother. And he pulls out a gun. And, of course, that gets taken away from him right away. But then every other person on the train has a gun. You know, it, it, look, silly for sure. But, like, really telling about, like, again, more for the world building of when that took place, right? Like, holy shit, like, everyone's packing heat on this fucking train. It was definitely um, a sort of a way to talk about L.A., you know, like, that appealed to, I think, somebody who is an outsider or what they would just see on the news, right? Because I remember, mm -hmm, what was mm -hmm. that Steve Martin movie that was about L.A. where he was, like, talking to someone through billboards do you remember this movie? There had a it had a scene in the middle of it where they're in rush hour, and 
everyone pulls out their guns like and starts shooting at each other and it's just something that happens it's like a it's a very satirical uh kind of bizarre movie but it seemed like something that was very much part of the, the you know uh what you thought of when you thought of la at the time i mean you know like i just came from there so it, it felt pretty normal <laughs> no it doesn't that yeah, down yeah, there. It was, uh, yeah it, was, it was just the same I, I, I just make sure i brought all my guns yeah <laughs> i used to live there i love la i think la is fantastic uh but uh certainly this cartoon version of la was very funny when everyone pulled out a gun and started shooting and then like the lights went out after the predator was crawling over the top of the of the subway because like again he's stalking all of harrigan's friends and uh and his partners and he, to do that he's like gotta get on the subway and break through the top and then have everyone start firing at each other and guess what the one of the older an old lady who pulled out a, a pistol after that uh, after they took the the kind of nerdy guy's gun he kills she kills him did you notice that oh yeah because he just no. walks through the center he goes i can't see i can't see and then she just wastes him Oh yeah, no, he gets taken right out. It just uh, innocent by stand. Well, I guess. I mean, really, you start pulling guns like everyone was. No one's going to be innocent bystanders, and really, that's kind of what that scene is there for. <laughs> it's truly. It's it's not a celebration of guns for sure. No, everyone has them. No one has knows how to use them, and uh, they just all kind of like indiscriminately. Because, like, the Predator kills, like, three people. <laughs> the rest is just crossfire. People shooting in the dark. It was just them. I think, I felt like this whole scene there, besides being, like, motivation for Harrigan to finally put a stop to whoever this is, was also for him to realize that none of them were armed. Or everyone was armed and only went after the people who were armed. Kind of <laughs> like that teachable moment but it was like at such a cost <laughs> this is one of those this scene on the subway is one of those ones that really was iconic and stuck in my mind as a, a kid uh which was like i of course you know i i had knew bill paxton from aliens i was like cool he's gonna survive right uh and the the golf ball scene is just so classic <laughs> so good. Oh, I, I, he runs out of uh, ammo, and all he has left is a a golf ball. It's so oh no, I, no, I love it. I love it. I mean, you know, Bill Paxson is the one of the few people who's met all three. You know, Terminator, Alien, and a Predator. Now, so he survived. I'm assuming he died in Aliens. Yes. Like we you see him get kind of taken away, but I don't ever think you see his like I mean body, but you if know he, like, he ain't doing If he didn't get implanted with an egg and killed, which he is He's, in a in a uh scene that was cut. Um he oh, okay, well, there you He's go. vaporized he when the <laughs> yeah, when the reactor goes critical. So one way or the other, uh RIP Hudson. I think it was Hey, but he uh, but he um, he survived a Terminator. That's true. He got a <laughs> that he's he's got a and of course he survived a Titanic. There you go. Uh, okay, let's 
I mean, he was in the future and was in no danger. <laughs> oh, that would have been f- fucking hilarious. All of a sudden, he just drowned for some reason. I've never seen Titanic, so I don't know. Okay, well, it's... Yeah. A, uh, like, I mean, I know what happens to the... You know, spoiler to the alert! It sinks! Yeah. Ah. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, uh, so when so when Herring uh God I wrote Harrington again I'm never gonna forgive myself for this when Harrigan uh arrives and he and he sees the blood trail because of course uh Leona sees uh Bill Pack Bill Pack to, uh, Jerry hanging upside down in uh the because I guess the, the predator would like was like okay I'm gonna hang these guys here. And then I'm going to take them a little farther down and rip this, <laughs> this spines out. But I got to hang them. What if they get dirty on the floor? I can't have that. Um, hey, you know, sometimes, like, you know, habits are habits, man. Like, you know, you just do things one way because, you know, that's how it works the best. And, uh, you know, maybe when he was just saying, hey, you know, all I need to do is just take the spine and the skull. I don't need to bring the whole body with me. It's heavy. <laughs> yeah, but then he does. He brings just uh, Jerry's body down the the subway tunnel a little bit, so that uh, so that uh, Harrigan can get separated from the rest of the you know the the police that are checking out the massacre on the subway. And so I had the uh, I had the closed captions on for this one uh, because mm-hmm. I'm old and. Uh, the it's, it's not like it's not official closed captioning it's like some sort of like automatic one and i'm so i'm pretty sure when harrigan is running down the the track and he sees like jerry's corpse and and the predator is about to rip his or is in the process of ripping his skull and spine out mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure he goes no jerry but the no, the, this is gonna be good. The subtitles were, "Oh, Jerry." <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, both work. But, oh, uh, Jerry, no! Put his yeah. spine back in, Jerry. <laughs> but I wrote down every Danny Glover line is golden. Is he is. Can we retroactively give Danny Glover an Oscar for this role? He brings so much seriousness. He takes this so seriously in a way that I feel like you don't have to. Like, no one, the director wasn't being like, okay, now we're really going to make something that will make people think. They're like, oh, there's guns, and um, there's and there's a nudity for you, and, and it's me, Stephen Hopkins. I you remember? Remember? I made I made a nightmare on Elm Street Five and uh, lost in space. <laughs> did he? Yeah, he did. Okay, there you go. Uh, he got he got this movie because of a nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, cool! And then someone was just like, "Hey, we can give him a, we can give him this lost in space movie. Well, he'll well, handle it. He did something to it. Uh, no, I mean, look." Danny Glover playing it seriously, I think was the best thing to do as a straight man and do it a bunch of like, he's saying a bunch of shit. I would too, 
you know, and how he's acting. It was like, yep, yep. I'm going to model my whole life after Danny Glover's hair again. And I have. <laughs> That's, I mean, not a bad model to, uh, to use. Uh, I also like how the predator, when he noticed, when, uh, Harry, when Harrigan shows up and he's like, Oh, Jerry, uh, the predator's like, like, Oh, come uh-oh. on. And he's just like, ah! and he just runs away. And he just totally abandons all pretense, just jumping on cars in front of everybody. It's like the start of, uh, Batman and Robin. Yeah, that even fucking... Or sorry, no, uh, Batman uh, Forever. Sorry. The start of Batman Forever when he... Batman's just like, oh, hello, press. I'll take an interview. (laughs) Good old Batman always wanting to be in the public side. Yep, he's like, oh, (laughs) he always likes to give a word to the press to let him know what he's doing. Hey, it's me, the Bright Knight here. Yep. Yep. Try to rebrand, um, uh, but uh, open to questions. <laughs> you in the back, um, but this is that comes next is my favorite line of the movie where uh, Tony Pope runs up and he goes, "Hey, Harrigan, Harrigan, more victims, more mutilation." <laughs> Danny Glover just says, "Fuck you," and punches him in the face. <laughs> It is delightful. Uh, what's great is this works just as well in the TV edit, because I've seen the TV edit many times, and they just take out the fuck you part, and he just punches him in the face without saying anything in a way that almost works better. Yeah. I would have preferred the forget you. Uh, right. <laughs> Falcon flew. Um... Oh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Punch! Yeah, when he said that, that was really, it was a weird edit, but I appreciate the, the sort of unintentional crossover. I will never, ever really get to use Falcon Punch in anything. This is <laughs> you never know. Time. When we you eventually uh, review F-Zero X, the game, you never know. Well, it, it, hey, you never know. It'll, it might be coming around the road uh, sooner than you think. It's not. Um, I love so the next scene when Harrington Harrington Harrigan is just uh, driving and looking at the roof. I was like, "What is he looking for? Is the predator just going to be like, gotta stay close to the edge? Running along the edge is kind of my thing. I'm the predator over here." Oh yeah, well you know that's. I mean, he finally figured out the secret to see through the thing's invisibility. Yeah, and, and I don't know how that a, works at night. Against a completely yeah. starless sky, he's just able to see. But I mean, I guess you know, I guess he's right, right? Because he does eventually see him in front of that Bud Light sign. So, jokes on us, I guess. Well, I mean, we knew he wasn't like. I mean, dude, you know, I mean, like Harrigan's smart, but he figured this thing is seems to be taking the rooftops. <laughs> Too bad he wasn't paying attention when that fucking truck smashed into him. Oh my god, this is that this whole scene is so good because everyone gets out of this truck like they've never gotten out of a truck before in their entire life. Because probably all the people there have never gotten out of a truck in their life. The guy in the back runs up over the top and then on down onto the hood. <laughs> you could 
have just jumped right out the side, buddy. There's because he does. It's not like he jumps onto the other car and, and like does anything that would necess- necessitate him doing that. He just is like, oh, cool. <laughs> I'm just gonna hop over the top of this the cab of the truck. Not very good. And then the other guy like tries to slide across the back of uh, Harrigan's car, and he just like looks like he's splayed out, <laughs> like he lost momentum. <laughs> It's just the worst. I mean, you know, all these dudes look like chodes, so it works for me. Yeah. It works for me. You know, I was just like, oh man, it would have been cool. I, I actually, for a good portion of this movie, I forgot they exist. After he got jammed up at the police station, I thought we'd never see keys again. Right, like like the the clap to the hand was enough to make him be like, I've seen our ways. We're gonna leave, and then it was just gonna be all Glover versus the Predator, and then this comes in and disrupts it. And I'm like, oh shit, this movie's still another twenty minutes longer than I thought. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is this is crazy, right? Because it feels like it's building to a crescendo, and then they're just like, we're gonna slow it way down. Uh, though I like this world building and this bit of context we get next. Key's explaining, like, they connect to the first movie, which is rad. And as a kid, I loved these, like, this these predator hunting outfits. Like, the plan they have, if you don't know what's going to happen, does seem like it'll work. Because you don't know he could see in all these different other spectrums. And he's just like... I, although the, the, the tip-off should have been like, we're sure he can only see in this one. It's like, oh, are you? I mean, are you sure he can't fucking hear? Like, I mean, even, you know, like, that'd be another thing that we would assume that it could do. Seriously. (laughs) You know, so just that you're like, oh, he can only see in one spectrum. Motherfucker had, like, dog ears. You hear all that shit, you know, like, I hear. I hear. (laughs) It's just like, uh, oh, creaky stairs. Everyone is just going to be like, creaky, creaky. I was like, dude, somebody has to notice that. It's like, you know, no way you're not going to notice this shit. Let's all get up onto this little platform and just hang out for the rest of the time. That's our plan. What was their plan? <laughs> I don't know, because, like, you don't even really see that fucking gun work. It's a little freezing gun. So I don't know if it was, like, going to freeze them slightly, if they were going to taser the thing. You know, like, to capture it. And it's weird because I know that originally they were, you know, so one version, right? Siegel has Dutch in it. Uh-huh. He was like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you got to give me more money. And they're like, mm, we want to be cheap. So then they are like, let's switch the characters around. And then like keys is kind of like supposed to be like what Dutch was going to do. That and if I think of terrible. Right, it would be awful, and I'm just trying to like picture that. Like, if what if they did get Arnold back, but he wasn't like the hero? They made him more of the villain, you know, or made him more like this Keys character. And I just was just like, what is this? Like, what what does this character do, and what does all these goons do? Like, outside of just wanting to capture it poorly. And uh, I always thought the suits looked cool when they had the mask and stuff on. Without the mask, it doesn't look like a walking baked potato. Yep, they do. <laughs> it looks really dumb. Like, uh, no doubt about it. He, they look 
it, with the the without all their kit on, they look super dumb. And then also, their plan is to go in there. They're like, okay, this shield's all body heat. Great, good idea. But you're also carrying around a cryo gun. You know, like thermal version works in both directions, right? It can also see the absence of heat. So you know it's not gonna be weird with this floating, freezing thing going around. He's not gonna notice that. I mean, just what a weird thing to assume that, like, yeah, it it can only see in the one spectrum. And then it was so lovely to see it just go through all the different, you know, various light light wavelengths. And it was like, oh, ultraviolet or whatever. I see their lights now. Okay. I love how the predator makes the sound like, ah, you trying to get me. I see you, you guys out there. Yeah, oh, that, and that has basically a carbon copy of the scene from Alien Two or Aliens, where uh, Ripley grabs the uh, the headset from Gorman to be like to tell them like they're fucked. This is the same thing. Danny Glover's just like he he tries really hard to save all those people, even though they don't deserve his help. No, Lord fucking no, none of them deserve his help at all and yeah you're right he was doing it and they're just like who is this get off the line yep <laughs> just, just like god damn it dude like, they're like like they totally again what was their plan because they completely fall apart when a, one thing goes wrong they they fall apart like a house of cards they're like are you okay keys oh boy what's going on and then the one guy's like hey keys he's over here <laughs> Just gets a plasma bolt to the chest, of course, and then it just is chaos. They all die, pretty much, except for Keys, who can't get his uh, he can't get his little hose plug back into his cryo gun, and the Predator does a real fun three sixty no scope shot at him. <laughs> Doesn't even Does look. Fun. He's just like, eh, you're not worth it. Ah, uh, fucks him up good. Yeah, it really gives him a it really gives him a jerky face. He gets a real he looks like a half Kruger. He gives him a nice half Kruger. But this is when <laughs> Harrigan gets his like come on I'm here moment. You want me? Oh, I love it, man. I love when he fucking like loads up, puts on his little plate, grabs all his guns. <laughs> He's just like, I'm gonna go through there and uh, fucking wreck shop. Yeah, this is where the linen pants make their uh make their debut. The wet linen pants. Yeah, they were juicy, but they were some sago pants right there. I love his out. His outfit is just like it does look like Danny Glover's. Like this is what I'm gonna wear. It's really hot out here, so I'm gonna wear this. They're like, we got this. No, this is what I'm wearing. <laughs> Okay, you're Danny Glover. Yeah, I mean, shit's comfortable. He's like, it's hot as balls out there. Might as well reflect it. <laughs> but yeah, now I love this whole scene. Like, you know, the fucking uh, Danny Glover fucking knocking the door open with a grenade launcher. Just, you know, like them going like this really nice back and forth between him and the Predator. Oh, yeah. And he gets a ton of great shots. on the. Like, he really fucks him up good with that shotgun. Yeah, I love how he fucks him up with the shotgun, but I love the fucking Predator shooting off that little wrist rocket. 
and like it hitting Harrigan in the chest and it just like light emitting like it was burning through and he was like, Oh fuck, I gotta take this thing off. Yeah, like, that was super cool. Yeah, I really I really dig that whole fucking scene. We get a call back to the you know, the ugly motherfucking line, but can't even finish it. He's like I would have finished it this time. Yeah, I love how that's a part, like, the writer was watching the first one. He's like, well, we got to have this moment again. <laughs> Everyone's got to have their ugly motherfucker moment. Yeah, that's the line. That's the, uh, I have a bad feeling about this. Yeah, it's like, okay, guys. You didn't, I mean, yeah, we get it. It's a weird-looking predator. Super, super weird. I mean, shit, he even ends up. Uh, apologies out there. He even calls him a pussy face. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I, mean, I have it written dude. down too. <laughs> I was like, God damn. <laughs> yeah. I love, I mean, this whole scene where they're fighting on the, in the place, you know, Gary Busey comes back, gets chopped in half, his body gets left behind, whatever. The <laughs> torso, the top half of the torso, I guess flies to the moon or is it incinerated so, or evaporated somehow because it's just legs. And uh, and they have that whole sequence on the rooftop, which is fantastic. But even better is that Danny Glover's character, uh, Harrigan, is afraid of heights. They establish this very early on. So I love this whole scene with him on the edge of the building and the Predator. The Predator loves shit happens. He loves that line. <laughs> shit happens. <laughs> like, uh, so good. This whole I love this whole part where the Predator's just like, yeah, I'll just yeah. blow up. This is cool. I'm, he's like, I mean, it kind of fits his motive, right? Like he's like this really rich, high tech game like Hunter over here. Oh, right. He's, he's rage like, oh, quitting. I've been, is what you're yeah, I've been bested. Fuck this. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking, you know, Danny Glover cutting his arm off is so badass. And I don't know how the uh, Predator slows down <laughs> with his one. <laughs> with his one claw and his, his toenails. And it like, but. That that my favorite scene is when he smashes into the bathroom, and he's like, "It's time to apply field medicine." I love because that was in the first movie, but we're gonna make it even more badass. I love that scene. I I always I think like what? So he has he he punches a hole in the wall and takes out specifically plaster, and mm-hmm. he uses he like he puts it in like a little oven and then pours that blue goo on top of it. So what I always wondered is would it be would it work with any matter? Like he it seems like he hunts out plaster. Does like does he have something like plaster on his planet? How does he know that that is plaster or is it just like anything crumbly like stone or clay? I I just I just assumed it was the thing closest to him that uh could be crumbled easily yeah it was some sort of matter and then yeah you'd pour the blue phosphorescent glue uh, goo on there and that sort of turns it into some sort of poultice that creates a a like sealed bandage yeah no i love I, I love it the little fucking flame and then when he puts it on his arm and he's Roar! oh my god the lady <laughs> who's like Herb, there's someone in the bathroom. And then she hears the roar and she leaves and comes back with a broom. 
She's like, well, I got him. I'll better be armed for this. And then when he does that final one, and he's just like, Vomits! and he just breaks the entire door down. <laughs> When Eric pops in behind him, he's like, I'm a cop. And then her famous fucking line, I don't think he gives a shit. Yep. <laughs> so good. And then, uh, like, this next part is very much like, okay, writers, all right. I don't know. This seems like, because it seems like, I mean, I guess they, uh, the Predator would choose a food source that was right next to his little ship. So I guess in that way, it does make sense. But the fact that, like, the entrance to the subway tunnel, as we addressed before, is right at the bottom of this elevator shaft is crazy. And as you talked about before, this fall is insane. They show from far away Danny Glover hanging on to the either side of this hole at the bottom of the elevator shaft. And then he just drops into darkness for what seems like forever. And then he's like, oh, okay. Doesn't even roll an angle. Nope. Just lands on this hard-ass ship. Okay question about predator security so they're they just have a door to the spaceship on the top of the spaceship that's not even a door it's just an archway and you can just walk right mm-hmm. in it's a real yeah. trust-based society on predator in predator town huh well they're probably not necessarily worried about uh they know everybody's gonna come on the ship they're not expecting somebody who wasn't invited to come on the ship you know what i mean so they're just like eh. Okay. Yeah. Leave hey, the door open. It's, it's cool. a real. We need a breeze. It's hot. Come one, come all. About policy. If you can find us, come to our orange room. Uh, you can see our wall of skulls, including an alien skull. Eh? This is gonna kick off the whole alien versus predator. I learned later that it was just like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we put this in there? There was like I mean, no thought behind it, like. There was no uh, Kevin Feige over there being like, oh, one day there'll be an Alien vs. Predator movie. There wasn't, but you know what? Really smart. It was. Yeah, whoever did it, it. It immediately sparked everyone's imagination. They're like, what? These exist in the same world? Holy crap. Exactly. No, I thought I've, I always thought that that was the coolest thing. And it, yeah, it got my brain like going where it's like, oh, my God. Are they in the same universe? I wasn't expecting this. Oh, God, let's go. And then everything I've got from there is not warranted. The, oh, my God, this is great. <laughs> everything else is like, fuck this. <laughs> yep. No one's ever been able to pay off that promise, unfortunately. But it seems like something would be so. It seems like. Just, it feels right like it'd there. be so fucking easy. Holy shit. It would be. It feels like I. I no hyperbole here, okay? This is, is this is me being real. I think I could do that. I, I think, think I could yes. make a good alien versus predator. You're absolutely right. I mean, come on. I mean, it would be like 90 minutes of just like... Great! That's all you need. You know what aliens are. Don't need to establish it. You know what predators are. Don't need to establish it. Let's see them fight. Yeah, just like just getting just getting started... Maybe there'd be some innocent bystanders, uh, but I would honestly probably just ditch the human element altogether. Yeah. And, you know, just like fucking shit, have it be like, what's that movie where almost no one talks during the whole goddamn thing? So it came out relative. Yeah, okay, <laughs> like Soldier. Place. There you go. Yeah, that's it. It'll be like a quiet place. Just fucking predators hunting aliens. And I'd show from both perspectives. 
So you get kind of like, oh, I don't know really who to root for, even though it's obvious. It's the predators. No one wants an alien. Of course you got. I mean, they have a society. Aliens just put you in. They'll just uh, put a a fucking little baby in you. Yeah, and I don't want that. That's right. No, thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, this is when we get the final showdown between uh, douchey sort of privileged predator and Danny Glover's Lieutenant Harrigan. And, uh, you know what? Uh, good for you, exhausted uh, Lieutenant Harrigan. You could beat a one-armed predator, no problem. Still got me beat. I don't think I could have beat a one-ass Oh, my God, are you kidding me? The minute he, like, just uncloaks and hits me in the face like he does to Lieutenant Harrigan, I'm just a pile of bones. That's it. And I mean, like, I would, you know, and let's just say, for shits and giggles, that, like... I kill this predator somehow, some way, you know, I do the same thing. I, you know, I get kind of sliced by the gut and I jam the disc in its gut and I'm like, okay, I beat it. The other one show up. I would have not had the wherewithal to be like, okay, who's next. Yeah. That's I not, just would have, you're not the biggest badass in movies of all time. <laughs> no, I would have just curled up into a ball and just started crying. Yep. <laughs> God, leave me alone predators or whatever you're called. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. no, I get you. Yeah, that was incredible. And uh uh yeah, he says that's right, asshole. Shit happens when he uh kills the predator and he just like he really disavows him, which is uh, way to go. Uh but uh, you know, old predator is like oh, he's about to leave because everyone comes out and then they like take the body and they just leave and old predator's like you know what they have this flintlock pistol it's from like i don't know <laughs> this guy doesn't want to need it anymore it's, it's from uh, 1715 it's like this shit sucks <laughs> take it i've used it once doesn't shoot anymore i paused it it's uh it looked like it was Raphael aldellini's uh flintlock pistol from 19 or sorry 1715 uh i like that the predators all take a real lights on at the club approach to getting harrigan out of there <laughs> out of their shit oh, uh it just but turn around everything kind of gets on and then the shit just starts rocking yep, they're, like, they're just yeah. like well we're leaving so you could leave or just like we'll find you back here and then we'll just i guess i don't know shove you out of the open door you better get out of here. We're going to space. And there is just a wide open door over there. I don't know if you saw. You fell through it, you know. We should really pluck that up, I guess. Yeah, well, I guess maybe we'll do it later. Maybe whatever we do with you. Yeah, the fucking bombs off the ship. And then, yeah, like you said earlier, he runs into Adam Baldwin and gives him that look that I've given many a person. Yep. Just like, don't, just leave me alone. You don't want to, you don't know what you're doing right now. Get out of here. And he really is like, we were so close by. He does run away pretty. He's got a little stupid polo shirt on. He's like, back to my silver helicopter. We were so close for something. You were not. It's like a good thing he chased the predator away from because you all would have been dead. He's going to come out to your stupid little trailer out there. There's not not enough Chevy pickup trucks in the world that will save you then. That is true. 
And then, yeah, and then he is, uh, and then it's a nice little pan out, and that is all that she wrote. Um, you know, John, the reason that I suggested this for our, this, our 90, 99th episode, if you can believe it, uh, is that th- I saw a trailer for the next Predator sequel, which is called Prey. Okay. Have you seen this trailer? It's very brief. I think I think so. Yeah, it's like less than a minute long. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I watched it a, a while ago, and I was really, I was really excited about this trailer. Not only because it looks like they're kind of taking the formula back to basics, but that it is produced by and starring mostly uh, Native American people, which I think is awesome because it takes place. Guess when, John? Uh, 1715 no 1719 so is this connected i think so i think this is a a crazy what a crazy connection it's connected directly to this movie predator 2 is it though because shouldn't it have been 1715 well no i mean this uh this raphael guy got his gun 1715 we don't know when it got taken from him by the Predator. Totally believable that it could have happened uh, four years later. This is not like an iPhone. You know what I mean? You're going to keep your gun for a while. <laughs> gonna, I mean, I guess. You're not trading your flintlock in every two years because it's flintlock X is out. And it's got an even longer barrel. <laughs> or wider barrel. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. three little barrels. Exactly. It's got... <laughs> It's got so many barrels. You have any? You're using the you're using the flintlock uh, from uh, 1750. Oh, nah, no, 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 no. But uh, yeah, there's no way that's a coincidence. Very cool. I, you know, I I doubt that it will have Raphael Aldolini in it. Uh, but certainly that that time period is um, is a very cool because obviously that predator was on earth around uh, the, in the 1700s doing his thing. And I can I, for one cannot wait to see uh, this take on it because what a great, what a great idea to make it a period piece. I mean, it'll be if, well, this isn't a theatrical, right? It's coming out on one of the streaming services. Hulu. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I mean uh, and uh I think his name is Dan- Daniel Trachenberg, the director is very good. So I think there's uh there's a there's a reasonably enough evidence to uh to be excited cuz there uh, I can almost guarantee this will not have a hunkier, more yoked predator in it as the ultimate villain. Uh, I mean that's a plus. Yep. I mean I I like the I like the setting. You might as well go that direction. Um if if any reason just to be, you know, divorce yourself from as many of the sequels as possible. Sure. It's been yeah. done. It's not interesting just like another uh you know it's like oh a predator it's like all they change is like oh the predators in the suburbs now oh isn't that crazy uh now we're gonna see like two apex hunters face off against each other 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, since it's on Hulu, it'd be easy enough to check out. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Uh, so why not visit one of our uh, favorite Predator? I mean, the only other Predator movie that exists, as far as we're concerned. I think that's. I think uh, yeah. Prey. Yeah. Or sorry, Predator. Predator to Prey. Hopefully fingers crossed uh, yeah hopefully if not we're gonna be like man the predators is pretty good now <laughs> pretty good right <laughs> i don't know that would take uh that w- i think that would take a real bad movie so uh here's looking at you dan trachkenberg uh director of ted cloverfield lane um so yeah so i guess that's gonna do it for us this week huh yeah. Another predator in the can. <laughs> yeah, we we've talked longer about the movie than the movie is. Indeed. Yeah. Uh and uh and uh so I hope that you will join us next week. We are going to have a big special episode for our 100th episode. It's one Pop Saga turns 100. So tune back in for that. It'll be a party. I hope you join us for it. Uh, but, uh, now we're going to go slide on in to the acknowledgements, your favorite part of the show. And as always, first up is the incredible Burton M6, uh, truly, uh, one of the pillars in defining the voice and, uh, the feeling of pop saga and, uh, if you want to reach out to him uh, to hire him to make some music for you, you can do that. Check our show notes for a link to his Fiverr page. And uh, speaking of links, there's all sorts of links in the show notes. Uh, there's, of course, our socials. Uh, we're at the Pop Saga at uh, Instagram and at Twitter. And, of course, if you'd like to send us an email, you can do so, thepopsaga at gmail.com is the address. And if you're looking for even more links to click on, you're saying, I've got a bit of this crazy thing called money burning a hole in my pocket, and I want to see that it goes directly to those Popsaga boys. Well, guess what? Uh, you can do that because we have a merch store. You can buy all sorts of t-shirts. You can buy a mouse pad. You can buy all sorts of things with funny quotes from us on it. So go ahead and check it out if you would like to support the ongoing uh, production of this podcast. Um, and uh, so, as we like to say at the end of every show, uh, however you choose to listen to us wherever you are in the world, we hope that you are happy and healthy and we'll be back at you next week with our 100th episode. Remember, folks, there's no stopping what can't be stopped. There's no killing what can't be killed. We're hitting a hundred episodes, so check that out. <laughs> Pop Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip-hop from the roots. Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no liver. Ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go.
Oh yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop sock.